Hey everybody, welcome, 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 welcome to another edition of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Like always, I am your host, Sean Siriani, and we got a great episode for you. Because my guest today is a man I've been listening to for many years, and his name is King Dude. If you're not familiar with King Dude, I'm going to try my best to explain how he sounds. Very dark, very unique folk artist, often compared to Johnny Cash. I sometimes compare him to Leonard Cohen, but unlike those artists, there's an extra touch of Satan in there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And throughout his almost 10-year career as King Dude, his sound has evolved so much from almost strictly acoustic music to morphing into something more cinematic and experimental, but still kind of having his signature vibe. Lots of themes of darkness and sometimes a bit of sexiness. It's something very special. And also something I found so mysterious. Uh, I seen him many years ago open for somebody... Some of you guys may know uh, Chelsea Wolf, and it kind of blew me away. And fast forward many years later up until today, I finally got to meet the man, and it was great. This might be one of my most favorite recent interviews with an artist. We caught up with King Dude right before his show at Lee's Palace. Uh, he's currently on tour with Amigo the Devil and Twin Temple. And a lot of times when I go out to a venue to interview an artist, uh, you may notice I don't get to do like a full length interview, mostly because of time restraints and uh, them having to perform. But this is the absolute opposite experience. We met up, we went up the street a block away from Lee's Palace, uh, I believe it's Popper's Pub, and they were very accommodating to me to uh, find a quieter area, plug in my microphones, and beyond an interview, it's just me and him having a beer, or two, or three, actually, (laughs) and um, also being conscious that King Dude is giving me a lot of his time. There's actually a cut in this episode where I had to make a battery change, and uh, I asked him if he was still good to talk, and what was great is he He said he could keep going, and he actually takes a bit of a Tom Waits approach where Tom Waits would drink and smoke and kind of wreck his voice. So yeah, King Dude sat with me, had a few pints of beer, some whiskeys, and again, going back to me saying this was just an effortless conversation slash interview. Leading up to this, I wrote a lot of notes of things I wanted to ask him, and we had so much talking chemistry that I didn't even look at my notepad the whole interview. There's a bunch of stuff I didn't get to ask, we just kind of went with the flow. And I swear, if he didn't have to play, this could have been a five-parter. <laughs> we could have probably just shut down that bar. But that's all I, I got to say for an intro. I believe this conversation speaks for itself. And before we dive into it, once again, I want to thank King Dude for his time. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to have a handful of drinks with you. And maybe next time you're up in Canada, we can do a part two. And if you have more time, we can get you in the studio as well. Shoutouts for Popper's Pub for being so accommodating. And also, for those of you who are listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TalkShoe, and any of your favorite podcast listening apps, I want to let you know that each and every one of these episodes has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com. You're going to see a picture I took of King Dude at the bar. There's going to be links to some music videos. His latest album, Music to Make War To, his social media, tour dates, and all that is King Dude, alright? And without any further ado, here's King Dude coming at ya right now! Earth Radio in session. 
Well, first I'm going to start off with a cheers, man. Cheers. Yeah. This nice is, to meet you. This is awesome. Uh, little untraditional. Usually I do these episodes in a studio, oh. but um, I like the, the bar better. <laughs> this is cool, and I think it's like... Hey, this is like a sound booth. Yeah, yeah. You it's, should maybe consider making a... What is this place called? Pompers Pub. Mm-hmm. Maybe a sponsor. You're, yeah, maybe... And if they just put a door there, this is like a studio. Yeah. Perfect. Sounds like a studio. This is awesome, especially when bands are rolling through at Lee's like yourself and stuff like that. I can just hit them all and get all these great segments and Absolutely. everything. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, um, I got I found out about you uh, a handful of years ago. Uh, you played in Toronto and you opened for Chelsea Wolf. Yeah, that's right. And um, it was so cool because um, I really got into her style. It was very unique. And... Um, uh, at the time, I was like, I don't hear much music like this. And then I saw you open, and you matched the vibe. And I've almost been uh, obsessed, <laughs> like, ever since. So it's cool. it's kind of cool. And I, I kind of want to go uh, way back in time. We were, we were talking about, uh, even before we turned on the mic, there's, like, hockey on TV. Yeah. And uh, you said, like, before your music as a... As a kid, you kind of dove into sports a bit. and yeah, yeah, it was really funny because, yeah, my mom, I think in an effort to make us, all the kids, not be fucked up, totally screwed up, you know? Uh, yeah. Is swearing okay? Yeah, you can say okay, whatever right. the fuck you want. Yeah, okay, <laughs> it's cool, all loose. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I think in her, her effort just to make sure that we weren't totally screwed up kids, she, she said that we either had to learn how to play an instrument or uh, play a sport. And I, for some reason, chose to play hockey yeah <laughs> yeah and i it's funny because it's i mean i was terrible at it like it, it, it was it made no sense i could have i could have done piano lessons or anything i gotten a head start on any of this music this i was probably around 10 yeah, 10 years yeah. old and i just chose poorly and i yeah. did but you I wanted the armor and i wanted the hockey stick and i mostly used that stuff to fight my brother <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he's, he's older than me yeah, yeah yeah well because they would beat the hell out of me so you know, mm, in yeah. order to fight back, I got some weapons. You know? Yeah, well, it's a good sport to even toughen you up a bit. It's yeah, a little for sure. aggressive and everything. Yeah, they, I remember them at the the coaches and stuff just being pretty rough. You know, and like and like, you know, we're we're kids, but they're like hit them harder. You know, and they're like, you know, they're like do it. You know, it's like really brutal yeah. kind of like. And did stuff. You, did you feel that really didn't resonate with you that uh, type of? Yeah, I don't like Action. the macho stuff. The yeah, macho yeah. stuff is like too much. I, later on, I, a friend of mine, Charlie, he tried to convince me to go out for football. Mm -hmm. and I was maybe twelve. I think I was twelve or thirteen, and they loved me because I was about, I was almost this size then. I was like a weirdly huge kid, and uh, so the coaches there, they were like, "Well, we got to have this kid on on the team because his age and weight is just like at the limit to where we could have him in." Because if I was, like, a couple pounds heavier, I would have had to go to the next league up and play with, like, junior high kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that would so, be scary, you know? Yeah, but I was such a nice kid. I was, like, really sensitive. I liked to draw. I liked... I didn't like music yet at that time. And I didn't like the, I guess, camaraderie that's that kind of floats around sports uh, yeah. or sport teams or the locker room stuff and any of that. Yeah. I didn't like how they picked on uh, the kids who played soccer. Oh, really? Yeah. There was, like, a rivalry. It's just, like... Yeah, and they were really mean to him. And I, and I was like, I don't want to... You know when you're standing next to somebody who's doing something stupid, and you're you're with them? Yeah. And then you, you end up feeling like you're doing it, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Even though you're not, like, maybe not egging the them on, you're still in that group and maybe not stopping it or yeah. anything. So yeah, so I quit. I quit yeah, that. Yeah. I did that for... Really short time, like a week, and the coaches were so disappointed. They're like, "Oh, come on, you gotta, yeah, the tall kid. We need yeah, him. We need him. He's just <laughs> we like need a, to shape him into he's a like warrior. a flesh wall compared to these other kids." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it, that was weird too. I'm like, "Why are these guys so pushy and aggressive? Why do they even care? You know, isn't it like these are little kids? Like they're so out to win? You know, with the <laughs> yeah. Are they? Do they have money on it? Or what's yeah, going on? man. You know, it's like uh, I even told you this before the mic came on, and we talked briefly about like both our hockey paths too. And I had a similar experience too, where like coaches overly aggressive, and uh, I just felt like this weird creative kid. But I was doing it because almost like mob mentality. Like everybody, right. every boy plays hockey in Canada, and right. like, and then maybe later on in life, I found. Um, to embrace my creative side. And you mentioned yeah. like you at the time you were drawing and you didn't like the team like 
thing? No. Did you feel like you were more of like a loner at the time, or just yeah. kind of wanted to keep to yourself? And- I didn't have a lot of friends because we moved around so much, and and uh, so it was hard to keep friends. I was always the new kid at school, oh, you know. Okay, yeah. And uh, uh, by the time I think I got around to seventh or eighth grade, I, I think I got comfortable with that and just being the weirdo. And I discovered like. Um, Ministry, that band Ministry. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was Classic. in seventh grade yeah, yeah. When, I, when I found that. And the Butthole Surfers, oh, both okay, of those yeah. bands. And it changed. I, I I, guess that's when I started to get more seriously into music. Yeah, and, yeah. But it wasn't quite when I wanted to do it yet. But was, um, you, you would say like maybe Ministry is kind of like the spark of you getting fascinated more like the darker side of music. Absolutely, and, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you could even see from like, class pictures like the year before i look all nice you know i'm wearing like overalls and my hair is like eh, i'm trying to be normal like the rest of you and then i found ministry and the next year the photos my hair is all slicked black back and i'm wearing like all black clothes it's like <laughs> obviously like spoke to me yeah it's <laughs> where you like just one way and then you went off for summer vacation and yeah. then you come back to school and they're like oh what the fuck happened yeah yeah it was like a radio station where we lived in the north end of seattle and I mean, it was around the time, like, um, it must have been, like, Psalm 69. That, yeah, that era. yeah, I, yeah. It was out and new, and, and it just, it really did change my life. Yeah, I, I mean, still go it, back to that album once in a while, too. It's Yeah, and, and another one, too, that was really huge was um, The Downward Spiral by uh, Nine, Nine Inch Nails. Nails. Yeah. Because I, I had to split my time, so sometimes I'd live at home with my mom in Seattle, and then sometimes I'd live with my father and stepmother in uh, Eastern Oregon, and okay, yeah. you know, split custody thing growing up. Yeah, yeah. Where, are they really far apart? Like, I just no, it's maybe like four or five hours. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, you it's know, still, three months still a at trek. a time, yeah, or yeah. two weeks at a time, you know, back and forth. And they're born again Christians, and so I couldn't have like I couldn't have contraband. You yeah, know, I couldn't no have no Psalm sixty nine album there. Yeah, no way. Yeah. Psalm sixty nine. That's that is definitely blacklisted, right? Mm-hmm. But they let me. They bought me. The downward spiral on vinyl after oh, scrutinizing cool. it like forever trying to f- and if you look at that album it's amazing there's nothing on that that is sketchy to you know it's not like um you'd have to look really hard to see what's i guess dangerous about that album yeah yeah maybe like read lyrics or something like that and, yeah which yeah. they didn't do because it was sealed and they were like yeah. they just i remember them both like looking at it forever and i love my parents so don't mm-hmm. get that this, this was a funny thing more than anything but them going okay yeah you could actually have this and me being like thank <laughs> yes it was like <laughs> almost a 50 50 it's like yeah, yeah. oh that's and, amazing and that i mean i i gotta give it to trent reznor that album is still holds up and it's like it, it gets under the door yeah. You know, it's like yeah. Alice Cooper or something that with a name like that, you're like, oh, you know, in the 70s, you know, that record doesn't end up in the burn pile, mm-hmm. like with yeah, the Slayer like album. Yeah. And I like that. And I think that's something I still do in music myself. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I was going to say that, too. Like, I really kind of relate that to almost like yeah. how you write and craft music, too. It's uh, in a way in a. I'm going to get to that in a moment, but sure. uh, I just kind of want to, like, hear a little bit more about, like, you got exposed to these albums and um when you actually got the itch to start making your own music like how did you approach it did you like pick up a guitar first yeah. or were you writing lyrics or i think uh well my i had a really good friend growing up charlie i mentioned him and uh he would work at the swap meet in des moines uh they call it des moines in, it's a neighborhood all right uh, all right uh or they call it des moines not Des Moines. So anyways, it doesn't yeah. matter. But he was working at the swap meet down there. And I think we were probably like 14 or 15 at that time. And I started to, I think Nirvana had come out. Maybe this was all kind of around the same couple years. Yeah, yeah. And Nirvana kind of broke through. And then I realized that bands could be from Seattle, yeah, which yeah. I didn't know. And so, and he was working at the swap meet. And I, they have, you know, they just sell, it was at a drive-in, an old drive-in. And they just put out blankets and sell garbage. And I... I found a guitar for 30 bucks and uh, I think I begged my mom to loan me 30 bucks so I could because I had no money and, and uh, she gave it to me and I bought that guitar and it was a piece of shit and I it had the same rusted strings on it and I started just trying to figure out how to do it that's really cool so almost yeah. like a self-taught type of oh absolutely thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah like absolutely like I never had any 
lessons or anything because uh, not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just we didn't have money. And so it was like, I guess we through the school, my mom would have done something like that for me. But like the private lessons, no, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's so interesting to me, and that that's so cool that you kind of like had your teenage years while like Nirvana broke out in Seattle, and even yeah. like there's so many other bands like uh, Alice in Chains yeah. and uh, Soundgarden, yeah. and that was that's almost like the golden city of music of the '90s, you know? Oh, so, absolutely! Yeah. It felt like that. It felt like that when I was there. There was other bands too, like the Gits, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, Mia Zapati's band, and that I loved, and uh, you know. So many bands, actually. I can't think of all of them. But the early sub-pop stuff, uh, the garage rock stuff that came out of there. Um, like, uh, what was that record label called from up in Bellingham? I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, there was, this is a long time ago. Um, yeah, so many yeah. good bands. Were you, did you end up... Uh like, were you allowed to go to, like, old little shows? Oh, like, yeah. My yeah. mother let me go anywhere I wanted. Yeah, yeah. But it was, like, the Christian side was, I was in Oregon, so there's nothing to do there anyways. It's a small town. I just had to sit there and go to church three times a week. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No music, though, really. But that, that Nine Inch Nails album saved my life while I was there. I listened to that album probably every day for, like, an entire summer. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, yeah, over and front over to again. back. And, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a double album, too. So, And I still have it. I still have the same vinyl copy that I got. Yeah, back and it, it's so iconic, too. And yeah. Um, yeah, even, like, to the point where uh, Johnny Cash ended up taking one of his last recordings was a cover from... <laughs> yeah, uh, did, yeah you hear about, did you hear about when in the early, uh, maybe, like, the mid-2000s, like, the, like 10 years ago, when yeah. Nine Inch Nails started playing again? And they played their song, Hurt. And everybody thought it was Johnny No, Cash not everyone. Not. That guy who wrote for the LA Weekly yeah. reviewed it and said, it's pretty good. It's, it's cool that they covered a Johnny Cash song at the end. Amazing. Yeah. I love shit like that. <laughs> that guy's out there. If he listens to this by any chance. Yeah. I'm going to tag like, him. <laughs> please tell me if you got fired for that or not. I'm, I'm so curious because yeah. it was like a big gaffe. And it went to print. Like oh, really? Yeah, it. yeah. It's probably just everybody just out of the loop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Uh, Whoopsies. I, I love, read, your, read it. Yeah. <laughs> or print it. I love shit like that. Yeah, it's and um, it's also, it's it's uh, fascinating for me to hear, too, um, you got that religious background, too, because yeah. almost uh, like the style of how you write your music is almost going against the grain of that or playing with religious yeah. tones and definitely stuff. something and, I thought about a lot yeah. growing up. And so that I think of course that affects my songwriting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've seen both sides, you know, and I think, uh, you know, I like, I like religion a lot. I think about it a lot anyways, mm-hmm. naturally sort of like, I, have a, I think in that way. Yeah, so it, yeah. it works. I mean, it works. And my upbringing definitely didn't hurt. I was interested in the Bible early on mm-hmm. and I was interested in, the tarot and runes and things for my mother. So I had a very unique, two different sides, two yeah, different yeah. Uh, kinds of educations there. Yeah, and I think, like, the spin you take on it is absolutely fascinating. Um, she, when I first got exposed to you at that uh, um, Chelsea Wolf concert, I remember you playing uh, Lucifer is the Light of the World. Yeah. And that's still, like, one of my favorite acoustic songs ever right well, I'll now. Play it tonight for you. Oh, fantastic, <laughs> yes. Um, but um, what I loved about it, too, is... Um, how it sounded happy and if somebody yeah. wasn't listening to the lyrics it's like right. it's like oh this is a nice tune and then you listen to like the lyrics and it's almost like um it's kind of like celebrating the devil in a way and it's in just a way like, I, it, I, I mean it depends it's a very gnostic view yeah, of the yeah. same reading of the of the um the the story of the garden of the yeah Eden, adam and eve and, and everything and eve yeah and genesis so and i'm not the first one to come up with that interpretation of no course. no not no. at all but yeah. but i think that interpretation is very important because it's often overlooked mm-hmm. and it shows it shows two things it shows that who would want kind of a god that doesn't want you to be as knowledgeable as possible a yes yeah two the bible is interpretable there's there's things you could see from whichever way you read it it's an amazing text so yeah. it works in its favor and in its um uh it's 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 negative category, however you want to describe that. So it, it's an interesting approach. Like yeah. I think in, yeah, and even, I'm not just trying to stop people from being Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah. certainly not what I would want to do. Because my, my family, members of my family are Christian. Um, I want people to think about what their faith means to them and what it does for other people. 
yeah. and make sure that they're they're doing I don't know the the best thing that they can do for that you know for the, for the people around them and for their for themselves you know and I think if you if you question you should be able to question your faith to a degree yeah definitely you, know? you yeah. just kind of put it out there from your spin on things too and right. it's like question even even in the song uh there's that line that i love and you kind of almost say it in a humorous way uh, maybe heaven ain't so much fun right. and <laughs> it's like uh, i don't know yeah. there's just so many like uh it's like a simple tune but there's so many layers to it it's yeah. like it's cool and i really wrote it too because i was so inspired by um john the revelator by uh sun house okay cool. so yeah. sun, sun house wrote writes I mean, stylistically, it's it's uh, in the same style. Tell me who's that riding, John the Revelator. Tell yeah, me. yeah. And so tell me what's that light. It's for light, so you can see that connection there. Ah, oh, cool, cool. But I, yeah. I was interested in songs that were answers to other songs. Ah, all right, all so right. So I wanted to write yeah. an answer to that. Yeah. Tell me who's that You know, it's in a way, it's like an echo of that. Yeah. It's not a complete ripoff of it, because that's a gospel, you know. Mm-hmm, and yeah. That song is beautiful, and I don't think, I don't think anybody could hold a you know candle to that song. It's just perfect. Yeah, yeah. And the way he recorded it too, like just clapping that version of it. Fuck, I'm dead at that. Like I want to do that someday. Yeah, just that that clapping. If I yeah. could. Yeah, yeah. If be, I could, I that, don't know. That'd be really cool. Um, yeah, and it's 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 kind of cool to see your evolution of like how your music has been made. It's like. Uh, I listened to some older tracks and it seems a little more acoustic bass. Oh yeah. And now it's like, it's almost like everything to the point where uh, somebody asked me to describe what you sounded like today. And it was really hard, but I was just like, <laughs> I ended up just like off the top. I'm like, think of like uh, Leonard Cohen, but satanic, but like <laughs> also like listening to your new stuff. Um, it's kind of yeah. sounds like the cure, but there's like a sexiness to yeah, it. Cool and things. like, I it's, like all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's like really hard. Do you, do you yeah. have a way of how you describe yourself no. or no? Cause no, there's no, yeah. I mean, it, 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 when you try and do this, um, I probably have five different ways I do it depending on the person I'm talking to. So if it's the person at the gas station. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere, that's like, are you guys in a band? Mm-hmm. Yep. What kind of music do you play? I look at them. I go, "What are what are they gonna like?" For me to say that uh, is like yeah. still sort of accurate, yeah. where I don't have to describe it for like the next. <laughs> 10 yeah, minutes. yeah. <laughs> and you know my music; it's not that complicated, but it's eclectic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's the unique. You know, it's your yeah. your king dude. You know, and it's if you're the, too simple about it in the explanation, if you go, "Ah, we're an American rock band," yeah, you sound real pretentious. Mm-hmm. And it's also just not. It doesn't. Just depends. I go, you know, what do you like? It's country, blues, folk. Uh, They don't say neo folk because they're not going to know what that is. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, neo folk. What the fuck is that? And so you go, you look at them. It's like Johnny Cash or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then they go, oh, okay, thank you. You know, and you could kind of it's transactional. They just need to hear the things that they want to hear in that thing. They're not, and it's also weird. I mean, I do it too. Like. Somebody's like, oh, have you heard this band? They're very good. I go, no, what are they like? What do they sound like? Yeah. And then they, you know, if it's a weird band, then they have a tough time explaining it as well. Mm-hmm. I always think that's a good thing. Though, it is a know? good it's thing because you, you don't want to be out, like, yeah. it's like this, but with this instead. Mm-hmm. Like, that's bad. I think if you're just like, oh, it's uh, like, what would be a, an easy way to describe King Dude in a bad way? You'd say, oh, it's like Johnny Cash, but not as good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I disagree. Maybe not as iconic yet. Yet. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. He had some years on me, and he was very good. Very, yeah, very yeah. good. So, but, um, yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's very hard to describe. And, cause, and I just feel like I just want to write any kind of song that comes to me. I, I don't want to question like the the inspiration of it and yeah. say okay you know this sounds a little too much like a style i don't want to play mm-hmm. or it doesn't sound enough like the style i want to play uh, i want yeah, it to just yeah. be whatever until it and then i go that sounds right you know yeah i think that's beautiful too i i really truly believe there's power in just like being unique and doing what comes from you right because um i see like a lot of like new artists they're trying to fit in the scene or something like that and they just end up being a watered down version of whatever <laughs> the band they're trying to sound like where I, I believe like it's so important for people to make their own lane and like right I you'll never know, get yeah. there if you don't well yeah. and if you sometimes i think in music 
it's really easy for people to set out to do a kind of band when they get together mm -hmm. and they go, you like doom, funeral doom, and I like funeral doom. Let's start a funeral doom band. That conversation is probably happening somewhere in the city right now. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's a bad conversation to have. Mm -hmm. You should... I don't like to tell people should of what they should and shouldn't do, but if you don't want to pigeonhole yourself as a watered-down version of some other thing, don't do that. Don't start out with a genre-specific thing in your mind. You, like, it'd be better if people were just like, I want to I wanna pick up a guitar and see what, what sounds come out of it, mm, and yeah. I want to see what you do behind the drums and have no idea. No roadmap is better than roadmap. Yeah. And if you're going to start a group, that's, I think, really important. And it's also very important to have a leader. Yeah, I think that's great advice too. Right. And what's what's awesome about you is like you kind of started doing your own thing, so right. you kind of molded it in the way without too many people in your ear and everything. There's been no one really. Yeah. I mean, there's been a few people on the way, and if they get too much in my ear, I've, it doesn't work out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it goes but back I, to like the hockey have, thing. I don't want to be on the team. You know? Yeah, I know Warren Ellis. <laughs> yeah. You know, like uh, Nick Cave. What he's got Warren Ellis, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't. I mean, right now I have Garrett Gonzalez who's playing with me, and he's awesome. But um, it, as far as like uh, that long-term songwriter like partner, I, I don't have one. I just do this myself. Yeah. And I write for other people too, and it's fun. I, I mean, I love writing songs. Like I could, I don't have writer's block, mm -hmm. which is nice. You feel like it's just an endless well. It's endless. Of, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And man. it does yeah. feel good. And it that that feeling is good. Um, I hope I never have writer's block. And I'm confused when writers tell me that they have it. Mm -hmm. What like how. I'm confused, a little confounded, and I go, what are you doing in your life? I hope I don't do whatever you're doing to get... Yeah. I think it's just a matter of thinking about it. Like, if you think you have to write a song, um, if you don't let it, these things come to you... Yeah, sort of like yeah. A, as, as divinity, then, then you're going to... Yeah, you're going to have problems. Yeah. Like, and if, if you don't have a clear plan and clear goal in mind of what you're actually trying to do, um, which I've had since I started this, mm -hmm. so... And I'm on track with everything, so I feel, uh, I feel rewarded in my work, right? Yeah. Another thing bands do, I think that's, or people do, but bands do it all the time, my peers and everyone else, they compare themselves to other bands mm, yeah. erroneously. Yeah, yeah. It's called social upward comparison. So we're in, in psychology where they're like going, oh, that person ha had, you know, this great tour, or that person had a number one thing on this um, you know, chart or something, and I didn't, right? And then they get very upset and very, their mind becomes clouded and they can't work as good oh, because the yeah. only person you're supposed to compare yourself to is you. Yeah, yeah. Because they have, if you think about it in earnest, they have a completely different set of parameters that made them where they're at and they're just different than you. And so you can't be compared to anything else. You know, we are all individuals when it comes down to it. And the only thing you could be better than is the person you were like a year ago or something like that, right? Like yeah. as far as your career goes. If you see a steady decline against what you've done so far and you're just failing, then yeah, hang it up. Mm -hmm. But you don't need to be bad at anybody but yourself. Yeah, you know? well said. And almost like um, always like trying to better yourself too. It makes yeah. whatever your craft is endless too. Like, Absolutely. Which is like... I've, that's what I find awesome about the arts, whether it's like music, if you're a stand-up comic, if you're right. like doing podcasts like me or whatever, you can always get better, you know, and it always like keep growing and moving and shaping it in different ways as time changes and as you change. And yeah, it's just cool. I'm sure yeah. when you started this, it, you didn't, it, um, it's different than it was. Oh yeah, yeah. And the same thing with my band. I mean, it's not done being, uh, it's never done. It's mm -hmm. an ever undulating, you know, worm of a thing yeah yeah it's and done when i die i guess but i mean that's like but king dude might end it might be something else and it might who knows you know what i mean like that that's also a thing i think i think there's another thing too that what bands kind of make a small mistake on is thinking not thinking ahead beyond the album that they're working on the album after that yeah yeah and so they don't have like a 10-year plan i'm like you know luke luke wilson in a bottle rockets where he's like this is the 10-year plan yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> or the five-year then he's like the 10-year that's how i kind of think about i don't write it all down like that but i think in those terms mm -hmm. and so i've i have everything planned up until 2020 and then i don't have any plans after that 
Yeah, but so something will be hap- will happen, you know. And yeah, yeah, it it probably is going to extend to twenty twenty one now because yeah. of uh, I want to release a couple things. Uh, I want to release an acoustic album this uh, January. Cool, cool. For, I'm going to do a like two month long tour in Europe. Uh, nice, nice stuff. And yeah, yeah. So I want to make a new album for that, and then and then I want to release uh, a last one last studio album for King Dude. At least that's what the that's what the plan has been for the last 10 years. Yeah. Oh, so you were thinking like a final King Dude album? Or? Yeah, this oh, has wow. been a plan I've had for 10 years. Oh, like, wow. And it's coming to fruition. I guess I started yeah. it in 2010. Yeah, so it's a little longer than that now. It'll be 2021. Yeah, that's interesting to hear. So like, yeah. obviously music is such a part of you as well. Mm-hmm. It's like after this final King Dude, are you still going to write music? I don't know. That's the yeah. thing is like I've just had the 10-year plan. Yeah, yeah. And then until... I don't. I literally have no idea, and I have to then, you know, figure out what the next decade yeah. will be like. Yeah, because I'm me. sure. Like, I mean, it, it could be that I keep going. It could yeah. be that. I'm. I don't know. What are we gonna say? Sorry. Oh, oh, yes. I'm. I'm like trying not to cut you off either, but uh, I'm sure. Like maybe from doing it for ten years or whatever. Like there's gonna be these days later on where you get the itch and like Absolutely. maybe like would you think of like doing something else under another name and like kind of like absolutely yeah it yeah the, like music, its own path and music is is definitely um is something that I'm probably gonna have in my life for the rest of my life yeah yeah like music I'm sure will be there in some capacity and as far as playing it or or whatever but you can't like this current project is so time consuming and it's so uh prevents me from being able to do anything else that yeah. it's one of those things I, I I think I have to close the door on it or close the casket, so to speak, so that I could see what other coffins that I you know are open that I could walk into and then close those. Later yeah, as well. that's a that's a good way to look at it too because you can get uh, too caught up in the grind sometimes. I right. guess too because it's, it's time it's, consuming. It's it's, en- it's an endless project, like in yeah. like always tours or anything. And there, I'm sure like yeah. in the back of your head, it's like, am I doing too much? Am I doing too little? Like yeah, it's, those are all discussions that I have. It. Yeah, yeah those those are discussions I have with like booking agents and you know label people and like timing and all that shit because otherwise it's just me and if it's just up to me i just put it out put it out put it put it out Uh, out. yeah yeah and they're the ones that have to tell me that's not a good idea yeah (laughs) they want to be a little strategic maybe hype it up and like get some album arts and yeah yeah i'm just like well you know but at this point too i'm like pretty sick of making things i i know what i sound like but i'm starting to sound like you know john cusack from was it say anything when he's like trying to date that that girl and he's talking to her dad and he's like uh i don't want to make anything bought or sold or sell anything that has to be bought and sold or made <laughs> or made yeah. and he just gives this whole thing speech for me. Yeah. and then at the end of it he goes basically i'm just trying to spend as much time as i can with your daughter so, <laughs> yeah. and the worst thing you, you could say would you like another drink sure yeah Can I have another one? The, uh, i'll have another another round yeah. thank you but yeah it's a so yeah but i'm getting sick of like <clears throat> it's very hard for me to look at records or t-shirts or patches or pins, ephemera. Yeah. As anything other than things that will eventually end up in a land uh fill and uh a garbage pile. I mean, it's hard for me to like really and this can be argued that like, well, you know, people will pass it down to their children or they'll become a collectible. I'm like, I don't like any of it. I don't like, yeah. any, of I don't like any answer you're going to give me. Yeah, yeah. You can tell me it's going to end up in a museum. One needs to be in there. Do we need 5,000? Yeah. Yeah, and I this, feel this you, stuff yeah. takes up space. And I'm starting to think that it's just, I don't know if that's a collective thought that everyone is starting starting to feel. Yeah, just kind of want to be a minimalist in a way. Or? With um, stuff, yeah, with merchandise yeah. And, and records and ephemera. I don't know why. Yeah. So, but that's a big. Could I get it, uh, one more as well? Obvious part of my job as well is to make stuff to sell to people, and if I, so that's part of the reason I think too that I'm like, well, maybe, like I, I made a joke on this tour. I was like, maybe I should sell something different at the merch table, like just some rocks I find outside of the venue, and I put like googly eyes on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I buy, I'd actually buy that. It yeah. has an upside down cross and on it. It makes it. so much more <laughs> yeah. sense. It's like personalized. It's art and I could just make it there every day and it's already there. It's already in the city. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't like add anything to the city. Yeah, I love it. And one second, I'm just going to do a little battery change. Sure, sure. 
Hey everybody, at this part of the interview, I was running out of batteries, so we did a relocation at Popper's Pub, found an outlet to plug my recorder in, but as we switch over to the second part of this interview, I'm going to play you a song, it's the one we were kind of breaking down, and also you may know that I usually end all these episodes with a song, but I think it's cool to have two on this one, because with this classic and the one I'm going to play at the end, it's really going to tie in to us talking about the evolution of his sound and you'll be able to hear that firsthand if you're checking out king dude for the first time on this podcast so yes before we get back into this conversation put your horns up and listen to this beautiful melody called lucifer's the light of the world tell me what's that light lucifer's the light tell me what's that light lucifer's the light tell me what's that light lucifer's the light lucifer's the light of the What's that sun? Lucifer's the sun. Tell me what's that sun? Lucifer's the sun. Tell me what's that sun? Lucifer's the sun. Lucifer's the sun of the world. He walked down to the garden. Servitor, shall we begin? To God up above wants you so dumb. What kind of devil does that make you? Tell me what's that light? Lucifer's light. Tell me what's that light? Lucifer's the light. Tell me what's that light? Lucifer's the light, Lucifer's the light of the world. Tell me what's that sun, Lucifer's the sun, tell me what's that sun, Lucifer's the sun, tell me what's that sun, Lucifer's the sun, Lucifer's the sun of the world. Adam's gone was upon Eve, he said, woman you made me sin. He said the true God came down from above, took the stake just to let the light in. Tell me what's that light, Lucifer's light, tell me what's that light, Lucifer's the light, tell me what's that light, Lucifer's the light, Lucifer's the light of the world. Tell me what's that sun, Lucifer's the sun, tell me what's that sun, Lucifer's the sun, tell me what's that sun, Lucifer's the sun, Lucifer's the sun of the world. God came down from heaven, said, What have you two done? They said if that's the gun of God, you're gonna be maybe heaven ain't so much fun. Tell me what's that light, Lucifer's the light, tell me what's that light, Lucifer's the light, tell me what's that light, Lucifer's the light, Lucifer's the light of the world. Tell me what's that sun, Lucifer's the sun, tell me what's that sun, Lucifer's the sun, tell me what's that sun, Lucifer's the sun, Lucifer's the sun of the world. What's that love, Lucifer's love? Tell me what's that love, Lucifer's love? Tell me what's that love, Lucifer's love, Lucifer's the love of the world. Almost going back to you, like how meeting you, it's really cool because I always seen like this mystique about you, and then we've been talking about like how the mystique can kind of turn into a business, which kind of led to us talking about Ghost and the business behind that band. And yeah, Totally different band. Yeah. Totally different approach. And I toured with them in, I think it was like 2013 or 14 for a month. It was awesome. But Toby, the way he runs that band is very like, uh, I think it's like a business. It's Mm -hmm. a business. Yeah. I think he would admit that too. I mean, maybe not in so many words and maybe not on the record, but, uh, and I'm not trying to like talk shit at all. Cause I think he's, he's fucking good. Um, what was his band before that? It was uh, repugnant. No repugnant. Yeah. He was in repugnant and, uh, that's a sick death metal band. I've never, I never heard it before. It, yeah. It's good. Swedish death metal. It's like, uh, they had one album. I think it was called Hecatomb that I have on vinyl. It's good. It's okay. I mean, it's good. It's yeah, I'll have to check good. it out. Yeah, and but uh, yeah, I think he's gone through some bandmates, you know. And I was, yeah, I was saying like, well, it should be obvious if you show up to work and they go, I, you know, hey, it's your first day. Uh, put on this mask, <laughs> wear this robe, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you you don't have a name anymore. Like yeah. you should probably know that the fucking door is gonna hit your ass on the way out. Yeah, you know what I mean? and like, even like you don't hear about like who these guys are. So there's probably a contract signing. You can't say you're in Ghost oh, or I, I don't know. I mean, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure of it. I know a lot of guys who played in that band. Yeah. I, I, and I'm, I, like I said, I've been on tour with them. And I'm not saying that the, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I don't know. But what I'm saying is like, yeah, there's a revolving door there. And like any band that 
is like that, you're gonna have that. If you're not, if if it's not, I guess that's even true in every band. Like, it's a good way to keep, because this happens with musicians in general that I find is yeah. ego comes into play. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah. if a band starts to do good and they're in the band, then they're the reason it's doing good. I've had that with people in my band that we parted ways on, you know, and then. I mean, to me, it's like I try and be inclusive and pay them well, but I never say like, you know, do you have a song? Yeah. You know, can I? Can you? You know, do anything more than what I've hired you to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's know. it's your baby, you know. I Everything, don't want yeah. that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's too murky. And I've done that before. I've been in a band like that twice. Every other band I've been in was like that. And it's not bad. It's actually really good if it's a democracy and everybody's equal. But that's wasn't it wasn't true with, with the last band I was in, the death metal band I was in, because I was writing the majority of the songs. I was uh, writing like okay, 90% yeah, yeah. of it and uh, doing a lot of heavy lifting, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then like kind of, did you feel like people are kind of just it. riding your wave in a way? Not like... riding my wave so much, but just like, why is this equal? Yeah, yeah. Like, why is it uh, a 20%, you know? cut of everything not that there's anything to cut up if you're playing in a death metal band there's no money unless you're fucking huge you know uh mm-hmm. but still it was just a lot more work than they had to do and there's a there, there's pros and cons man but yeah, like, to be honest yeah. i wanted I, with this band i just wanted to make sure that people were that i played with were treated fucking well and uh and they could stay. Like, I've never... I don't fucking fire people. I'm not like James Brown. Yeah. <laughs> like, they quit. Fire they the get, jacket guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they quit, though, when they get fucking fed up with me. Because I'm a big fucking personality. And I don't I don't always let... You know, if they want to be a big personality, too, I'm like, that shit ain't okay. Yeah. And I tell them that, and then sometimes they quit. Oh, uh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's too hard to say for every single person that's quit my band. But I've had a few. And uh, I've also just, I changed it up because otherwise, I mean, I started by myself, added one guy, added another guy. You know, people quit for all kinds of reasons. They quit because they have kids. They quit because they, you know, do a different job. They quit because they're sick of fucking touring. They, you know, uh, they want to do their own thing. Yeah. And then I've added people because I needed new new. Uh, kinds of players yeah you know different instruments so yeah. that's yeah yeah especially like um you go back here like through your catalog and you can like see the evolution and how uh, things get a little more like whether it's like complex or even like i'd use the word cinematic in a way yeah so it's almost like the people you have have to like kind of step it up to like just hang with how you're writing and how you feel and ever, do you ever feel like that's like kind of like an issue of, of people coming and going? Or? For sure. Yeah. For sure. It's not really a problem. I, w- I wouldn't describe it as something that I, I have an issue with as far as like um, keeping a band around. Because there's always people that want to play. Yeah. And there's always people that want to work. But it's about finding the right people. And yeah, sometimes you I'll make an album by myself or with one other person or something, like a producer. Yeah. And then I go, okay, now I got to figure out how to play it. And it's like, you then you then you hire the band, and then you it's like reverse engineering something oh, you made. It's it's a actually a dumb way to do it. Yeah, it's got to be challenging too on you. It's, it's like, stupid. how am I going to pull this off live? Yeah, it's much smarter to um, do it any other way than that. Like you mm. basically get organize the band. You know, you rehearse all the time. You make sure everybody plays it well. Then you take that to the studio. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like the opposite of that. So I like go on. I want to play. I'm too hands on. I want to do everything. Yeah. And then now I have to try and find people that can play in the broken way I play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's not easy for a lot of people because mm-hmm. I do things weird because I'm self-taught. Yeah. So and then I can't also communicate with really. So you would think like, oh, no problem. Just get some good trained musicians nope that doesn't work because if you do everything unconventionally and they've learned everything conventionally yeah that, yeah i mean i have to like i'm always sacrificing stuff with a live band yeah you ever have a moment where the maybe you get like a trained musician in and they're like oh what key is this in and you're like yeah. i don't fucking know yeah. i just kind of just hit yeah. this note and it sounded good and like, absolutely i mean yeah. i think i for a long time didn't want anybody trained around me because i was insecure oh yeah 
about my own like that moment yeah. coming up and then going like I don't know and then have him go like why don't you know like why are you paying me and you don't even know mm. but that I got over that I mean a while ago I got over that through doing studio work it, it doesn't matter like that shit doesn't matter like um, you want the most skilled people around you if you're doing something and if they're if they're more professional the better I just was also afraid like of having like all these hired guns yeah, you know? yeah. and it kind of feels like you know have you ever seen a band you go and it's like around a person a band around one person mm-hmm. you go all oh, those people are hired they yeah. met like two weeks before the tour started. yeah yeah and you kind of can tell it's like they're not friends it kind of kills the band a little bit yeah yeah so I it's want so them to, true yeah. I want them to be my friend <laughs> yeah actually uh, which is weird that I hire my friends all the time to work for me so that's a thing it's yeah. just like an old punk thing, too. It's like how I grew up. It's like, you play with your friends, but now I'm paying them to just fucking literally hang out with me. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's hella sad. cool. And uh, <laughs> I, I got a pal who's like, she's going through uh, a similar experience. She's a signed artist, and yeah. she's been doing tours, but it's always like kind of hired guns through the label. And then last minute on her world tour, which is, she's on like right now, um, the band dropped out, so she just started like gathering her friends. Okay, you can play bass, Who you can do it? this. Uh, her name's Cat Clyde. Cat Clyde? Yeah, she's a folk musician. She right. kind of like sounds of, hard to explain, almost like you, like right. a Patsy Cline kind of like, but oh, modern. Cat cool. yeah. Cat Clyde. Clyde. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I'll send her. I'll send you some of her music. But um, that she, sucks. She, her whole band quit in the middle of the tour. Or was it right before the tour? Why did her whole band quit? Um, I think it was her. just like a hired gun, and like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too sure. But uh, right before it happened, she, is she crazy? No, she's <laughs> awesome, but she covers crazy really well the yeah, song. But yeah. but um, song. but she ended up getting like all her friends, and I'm seeing her pop up on Instagram stories and shit like that. And it looks like she's having the time of her life and well, just on this thing adventure. About, and that's the thing people yeah, yeah. don't ever think about. Yeah, it's like okay, well, I mean they do think about, but I guess the regular person that doesn't do this job doesn't think about. Yeah, is that we only play for an hour, you know, a day, less than that. But we have to hang out. You got to live with these people. Forever. Yeah. Like for months. It's not easy. It is It is inevitably true that somebody, like if you put five people in that situation, I mean, this is like the Stanford prison experiment. Yeah, yeah. Do you know about that? Um, I heard the little. Stanford, it's a yeah. psychological experiment that was done yeah. at the Stanford, um, Stanford College or whatever. And uh, where they... They go, okay, you, you ten students are going to be prisoners and you five are going to be guards. And just to study power dynamics. Yeah, and you see, like, what the kids do differently, like, whether yeah, they're, yeah, like, the, in the control or not. Yeah, the prisoners start to behave like traditional prisoners. Guards start to behave, like, in the bad way, like traditional guards being bullies. And, wow, like, the yeah. power exchange of just being in... But also, since they were in such close proximity... And it's maddening. You're like, you have to, it's a weird job. Other than a traveling salesperson, yeah, it's very hard for me to think of a job that's like, that's similar to being a musician that's on tour. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work condensed into a short period of time. It's very chaotic. You sit around mostly, but you'll know where you'll be in like two months from now at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday yeah, yeah. you'll be at a sound check or at catering you know all of those things are just so it's like but it's madness too because everything's always different every day and you're yeah. moving constantly no template for what you do and like everybody's right. journey is different too it's, and yeah. that's the thing too is like there's so uh, this is this is something I always say to everyone when I talk about music and and careers in music or whatever you want to do about music yeah. there are so many ways to skin this cat that it's dumb to even look at how other people do it it's one of the rare jobs, too, where it's like, you can do it however you want. Like, literally what works for you works for you, and that it's an amazing job. Yeah. Like, I would, I would argue that, like, you know, there's plenty of people around the industry that try and tell you, you got to do this, you have to do, you know, you have to do this merch company, you've got to, oh, if you haven't done this yet, you, you know, you're, you're screwing up that, and you need this manager. Oh, if you don't have that, then, you know, you don't have a, no, that's not, none of that shit's true. Mm-hmm. Whatever works for you works. And like, you can do that in this job and you get to make music that helps people and changes people's lives. Yeah. It's the coolest, craziest 
thing because I, I, I was no good in like offices or driving a forklift or whatever I did before. I have to do something non-conventional. Yeah, and you found it too. And yeah, it's here. Yeah. I mean, it's here for a lot of people. I, I, I would want people to know that and people that already do it just to say, God, you know, I'm going to do it how I want to do it. Yeah. And without, without needing to do it the way everyone else does. It's mm. a very important thing that yeah. I, I feel like is sometimes lost on these younger bands and younger generation people. Yeah. Would you feel like there's just power in that, like having that, that uh, mentality and go, approaching it in that way? Or, I wouldn't yeah. call it power as much yeah. as I would call it like um, peace. Ah. There's peace in understanding that. Yeah. It's not even like, it's, uh, I'm, it's calm, you know? I'm not agitated. You yeah. know, I'm not like uh, worried. I don't have fear of missing something that isn't there anyways. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't chase butterflies as much. You know, and I'm, I'm really focused on what I'm actually trying to do. And that that works, you know. I'm, I, I don't ever think about missed opportunities because they don't exist. Ah, yeah, I, yeah. And that's a thing that... Um, You're always I, just looking ahead, like... I'm looking ahead, down. but I'm looking at what's real. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a whole thing about, like, L.A. and New York... I guess even here, Toronto is like kind of like a little L.A., right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Candy, yeah. They, right? Some, some people call it like North Hollywood, too, right. which I hate, by the way. There's a thing yeah. that comes along with like people that are trying to get something like transactional, like an exchange from other people. Yeah. That is so gross, and it's so L.A., and it's so, it's so Hollywood yeah. to just try and, um, oh, that would be good for you to work with this person. But do you like this person? Mm-hmm. Is the question that they go, no, 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 that doesn't fucking matter. It yeah, would be yeah. good. They're looking you. at like Instagram right. numbers and all like bullshit yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Even if it is an Instagram, even if it's like something like, you know, songwriting side of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're looking at that. They're like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, even but like mo- I, I noticed you moving like, into the city, like um, sometimes I'll do something nice for somebody, just like, not wanting anything in return, but they almost like I get a vibe like, oh, what's the catch? And it's just Where's like, the catch? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's a that's a. I mean, that's a thing that happens. I think. Unfortunately, that happens everywhere now. Mm-hmm. Like that happens in my city in Seattle. I'm like, Fuck, you guys yeah. are supposed to be like, coffee drinking, grungy lumberjacks, right? <laughs> yeah. That's our cliche. Yeah, and yeah. You guys are acting all LA at each other. <laughs> I love all the, the time. lumberjacks. Can you just <laughs> stop it? Like, can you just like? not try and be like oh hey we should play a show soon yeah yeah like the guy who used to hate me you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like who it says that to me at a bar casually i'm like why is he saying that because he has this perception that i'm doing well or something and it's like almost want to drain you like a vampire in the, a way or like, the guy always was a dick to me forever yeah. and i grew up there you know so it's you know i'm doing well like, he's like talking to me yeah and like, just yeah. still be a piece of shit like you were before that's yeah. how I prefer it. That's how I've always got along. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, now you want to play music with me. It's like, oh, that's, oh, fuck, you're doing that L.A. thing. Uh, I hate that. Yeah. I mean, it's so fake. I mean, I understand, like, if you saw something and you were like, I didn't know that person played music. But that, I'm talking about a real person, real story, really knows me, kisses my ass now. And, like, and when he used to not, and then I, I, I almost wish, like, man, I wish people hated me more, you know, because it'd be not, it'd be easier to move around sometimes. Yeah. And they do hate me. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, uh, like enough people hate me. You seem like a lovable dude. But <laughs> no, 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 no. Ask my enemies. Yeah. But many enemies. Uh, that's that's a good that's a good position to be in too. I want a lot of enemies. Like, con- like it's weird. I, I'm not I'm not looking for shit. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, but hey, come on in. Yeah. Come you on feel over. like it's a little bit of motivation sometimes too. If oh, somebody yeah. doesn't believe in you, I mean, and, on my last yeah, album, yeah. I thanked all my enemies. I thanked them for helping me sp- spread the word of Lucifer. I mean, they don't even realize that they're doing that. Yeah, like, yeah. What, like my enemies who bring up my name, they don't understand this really amazing thing that they're doing because yeah. they're pieces of shit to begin with, right? If they're fucking really, like, I'm talking like fucking psycho Nazi people who are like, fuck this guy, you know, this beta cuck. (laughs) Right? And so they say this shit and they have all their, whatever, 300 friends on Facebook and they talk all this shit. Yeah. They're doing good promotion for me because they're an asshole the rest of the time. And Mm -hmm. 
I guarantee you that nine out of ten of their friends will be like, yeah, that guy's a piece of shit. But one of them will be who like, hates oh, what's that this? guy yeah, yeah. who's always fucking saying dumb shit will go like, I'm going to like that band because I fucking hate you. It's advertising, baby. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And if they really wanted to fucking do their job right, yeah. if they really wanted to hurt me, they'd keep their, my fucking name out of their Your fucking, fucking mouth. mouth. Yeah. yeah, because it would, like, if nobody's talking, I fucking can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I know that. And, like, it doesn't bother me. I actually, like, many enemies, man. Yeah. And it, it's always interesting know. the people who would do that. It's, like, the people you're not thinking about. You're not, like, yeah. being, like, fuck this guy. They're just, like, I don't know, maybe just attack you out of nowhere once in a while. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I have people, like, I mean, there's the problem with it is kind of there's so many people that have, for whatever reason, decided that I'm a uh, either a target or somebody that they could, like, come at i'm not even talking about online like i mean like in, in real, real life, life yeah. yeah oh that's interesting and, and in real life too i'm like but they don't know that i'm a motherfucker and like i love to fight too so it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like that <laughs> see shit, i didn't know i'm that learning that too yeah yeah tour. really fact, really yeah, and i can't really talk about it right oh, now. That's okay yeah that's but yeah cool, but then. it's okay but it's just like and i'm not bragging yeah but i just wish uh, it was actually a problem because it was like i wish there was a way i could let this guy know that I'm, like it's not a good idea and for whatever reason, all the reasons besides, it's just not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes like a punch is the most impactful thing too. It says hey, way no, more than impactful. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. It says more than I, words. I, I, I would prefer to avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. In all instances, but I was like grateful in a way that I wasn't able to. There's a carnal part of me that enjoys violence. Unfortunately. Yeah. I don't seek it. But um, yeah, if it's brought to me, I'll address it, and yeah, I'll address you it. Yeah, ground think, and everything. Yeah. I think I'll address it pretty efficiently, and I did there. And it's like, I you know, as much as I hate that person, uh, I'd like to see him again sometime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's like a, that's a real man mentality. You get in a fight, and you know what? We're, we can be friends now, type yeah, of thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we could be friends. I doubt yeah. it though. Yeah, like, and I, don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I doubt it. I hope you listen. I know that they like listen to everything, and I hope you're listening. <laughs> Shout out to that guy or <laughs> whoever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is cool. Like, uh, I know you you got to sing later, and I I don't want to wreck your voice right now. What's no, I have it? to wreck my own voice. I just oh, drink yeah. whiskey about it. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. do it intentionally, and like, well, I don't. Wait. What I don't do is warm ups or anything like that because I don't yeah. have to. Ah, all right. It's like a fucking thing because if you if you do this whole blues like garbage voice stuff yeah. it actually helps to drink and i think tom waits talked about that a lot uh, yeah yeah he's smoking and too he's smoking like, yeah. yeah and uh, i quit smoking last year well now i vape with the fucking jewel thing which they're trying to ban they're like i was ser- seriously at my local pub uh, in seattle and i was hanging out with the guy who owns it and the guy who bartends there and they're like outside smoking and i'm smoking my fucking vape thing yeah. And they go, they're both smoking cigarettes, and they look at me, they're like, you need to quit that shit. That shit is bad for you. Oh, for the vape, eh? <laughs> yeah. You're like, breathing in a battery. Like, you, <laughs> guys, like... you guys are literally smoking cigarettes, is what I said to them. And then yeah. they go, yeah, 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 we know. But that shit will kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't even joking. Yeah, well, that makes it even better. <laughs> it was perfect. I was yeah. like, yeah, well, yeah. where lots of people turn to that to, to lean off things. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, no, smoking, drinking doesn't hurt the voice. I'm fine. But we should probably wrap it up, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, but, um, man, like. All the time in the world. Yeah, you you probably got things to do, man. But We should uh, start a podcast. I love this, man. <laughs> Honestly, next time you're in Toronto, I want you to be a regular. Like, so. Fun. I, I like Toronto so much. There's a. Like I told you, I have some. I have like two friends here. Okay, yeah. Well, three if you want to include me. And now, too. now you. Ah, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Three. I have yeah. three friends here. And, uh, but I love this city. Yeah, and yeah. I don't, every time I come here, it's like it's weird. It feels like it's on the edge of the earth. It reminds me of Lisbon in Port- Portugal. Okay, yeah. Maybe because you're so close to that that lake. It feels like the world kind of falls off at the edge of Toronto. I don't know why I feel like that. But yeah, if you're de- you're down yeah. by like the highway and stuff, yeah. all you see is like the sea. I don't. Yeah, whenever cities are pushed up to to large bodies of water, I get very happy. It might be because like it's like a like Seattle's almost like that, but we have the sound, so there's a lot of land that we see 
past. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like that. Yeah. But then when like, I see like your city, I go, what the fuck? Yeah, almost like being like downtown. If you like yeah. uh, go for a walk, it feels like you're almost like by an ocean, even though it's not an ocean. It's yeah, and it's the, like yeah. the edge of the world. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. LA mm-hmm. doesn't make me feel like that though. No, like, no, no, because there's so much LA. Yeah, and it's like, just hustle and bustle everywhere, and like yeah. literally, like it just goes on forever. Yeah, but here it's like a little city. It's not a little city at all, but it's a city that feels. I don't know. It's yeah. here. Lisbon feels like that. I love Lisbon, Portugal, Toronto, Montreal's not up against water, is it? It's this city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's this city. I fucking love it here. Thank yeah. you for talking to me. And uh, yeah, n- maybe like next time you're down, like next time you're on tour or whatever, I can uh, get you in the studio as well. Cause, yeah. Um, yeah, it's in, in this really cool market area. Lots of like art, livelihood, and like. Sounds great. And and yeah, man, like again, I just love yeah. talking. Yeah, <laughs> I love this too. And I had like, a teacher once who yeah. told me. He said, he was like, <laughs> he was like, you just like to hear the sound of your own voice. And I was like, fuck you, you know, in my head, and you know, he's like, yeah. tell me to shut up. But now that I think. I hear his, his voice saying that, and I go, that dude was totally right. Yeah. I do just like the sound of my own voice. But you know what? It makes a great podcast. And yeah. 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 And TJ, King Dude. Hey. I appreciate you so Sean, much. I appreciate you too. Your so, time and everything. And uh, yeah, this was just such a great episode. And thank you. great to get you to know you beyond the mystique of everything. And yeah, yeah. There's no mystique at all. Yeah. Cheers. And uh, like always, we're going to end with a song. And so here's King Dude. Bam. Thank you.
Oh, 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 oh,